Hello, friends, and welcome to the Monday Show. 29? 29, yeah. Roots. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm your host, Wes. With me, as always, my good friend, Roots. Roots, 29, eh? Yeah, we fucked up, man. When we switched the order of the shows, I and now I really, because I used to be able to know it was always after the the regular show, um, or I guess the, the Sunday show, whatever. Um, now the Monday show comes first, so, uh, yeah, I got to get that in my head. Yeah, well, I mean, it was the Saturday show, so it made sense for it to come after the Monday <laughs> show, but now it's the Sunday show again, so it's all ass backwards. And no matter what happens, the, uh, what did they, somebody in the Discord called it, the, the any day show or the someday show, considering uh, the Monday, everything. because the, the Monday show, show, yeah, it's going to be on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day we, we deem <laughs> fit. So. Right. We'll get out there when we can. Yeah. Uh, Two weeks, man. Two weeks and counting, and I don't know if my hype level could be any higher. Uh, mine either, and I just got my mind blown, dude. I went downstairs to my roommate, and um, he had a friend over that I know, and um, he didn't even know about Half-Life Alex or anything. He's like, oh, yeah, I had to get rid of my gaming system last year, and so I don't know what's going on, and I, like, slapped him around a little bit, shoved him. Woke him up and uh, the fuck, man? I told him, yeah, I said, dude, you got to watch the trailers, man. Of course, it's bittersweet because now that he'll be aware of it, he's going to want it but not have it. So maybe I fucked him over. I don't know. So, <laughs> right. Ignorance right. is bliss. It's not like he can go throw down the uh, grand and pick up a VR headset real quick. And... Yeah. No, especially not index since the, uh, like you were just saying, we were looking at the sales already and it's only been live for an hour and they're now saying eight to, what'd you say, eight to 10 weeks for delivery? Yeah. It's a 10 week delivery on that. Yeah. So if you so, want, if you're getting your index and you're ordering it right this minute that we're filming, you uh, won't be getting it for six weeks after the, at least after it comes out. Right. How's that going to be? Yeah. You can, you can have it in time for medal of honor. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, just stay away. Don't turn your TV on. Don't watch any trailers. Don't watch any gameplays. Um, don't watch the world freak out about how awesome half-life Alex is and know that you're, you're left out. Or, or you can, uh, you can go down to the local Walmart here. I went there last night, Roots. They had two Oculus Quests right there on the shelf. What's going on, man? Usually that stuff gets sucked up quickly, right? Is, I don't know. Maybe you're too far out in the sticks. But even anybody around it should get the notification, hey, dude, there's one available. Um, but, yeah, it's a good deal. Here's what got me was... Uh, you know, on the website, they said they had the, the $500 variant. But when I went in there, it was the $400 shelf. So either they're on, the website has the stock incorrect or they're on the wrong shelf in the store. Hmm. So they may be 64s, right? Yeah, they may be. Or they may be 128s that you could haggle with them. Say, hey, man, the price tag said 400 And uh, they may, you know adjust the price for you yeah maybe maybe people need to why don't you shout out what town you're in no just kidding <laughs> no yeah, i'll pass on that no yeah. here's my address and telephone yeah and we're going on vacation on this day anyway what say we talk about some games roots it is the monday show after all yeah let's do it all right so uh roots and i have been bouncing this idea back and forth over the last i don't know month or two for a new segment on the monday show and we're going to do that today we're going to introduce a new segment to the monday show and i guess we'll call it uh the second look or maybe the second chance 
what it is is we are going to revisit games that we played before and see after some period of time if our opinions have changed about them at all. So these may be games that were new releases or maybe they were even early access or beta versions before or maybe they were just games that we didn't care for and that we didn't give the best review of uh, and other people tend to like them. Uh, so we uh, we decided to, to make a segment so that we could revisit some of these games and uh, we picked a couple of pretty good ones today, didn't we? Yeah, and what I was funny, uh, as I was going back into them, I, I didn't realize when we picked them at the time, but they both have a similar um, theme in a sense, um, at least robotically, right? So, um, but uh, actually in a lot of ways, because uh, you swap the robots out kind of the same way too, as they die and you get into another shell. Uh, I guess we'll just go to the first one, right? Um, for uh, Aspire 1. You know, what I love about this segment, one of the best things about it is it does. It gives me a reason to um, to go back into them because both of these games also have had significant updates since we both went into them. Um, one of them even came out of early access, so uh, there's no better reason to go into a game after um, it's finished, right? Yeah, yeah. The, these two in particular uh, have had quite a bit of... Uh... I mean, updates, uh, I wouldn't, I won't say that it's the, the, the most noticeable thing in the world, especially with Aspire 1 here, but um, yeah, the, the story of this game is, um, is interesting, you know, this is a game that really was flying under the radar until E3 week last year, and it was kind of revealed to the public during the upload E3 VR showcase. And then at that point, you know, hype level shoots way up because the thing looks on paper to be an awesome concept, to be an awesome game, uh, pre-Asgard's Wrath, pre-Stormland. So when we first saw this game, we were still in Gen 1 VR software heavily, and, uh, and we really anticipated it a lot. But as often happens in the... Uh, the VR universe, uh, it's delayed once, it's delayed again, and then it kind of got pushed up into the release window with some of these Gen 2 titles uh, that I just mentioned, and I feel like in the brightness of those stars, Aspire 1 kind of got overlooked a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and it didn't help that, um, you know, like some of the things that they implemented in the latest patches kind of needed to be there from day one in my opinion um but uh yeah so I, I i um i was glad i went back in this just because it was a lot of fun um but i did i don't know if you found the same thing because i put it um on the hardest difficulty and i i tried to run around and just murder people again because that was our biggest gripe is there was no real penalty for not being stealth and I will submit that there is more of a penalty this time, but I, I don't feel like I still felt like I could run around and just murder people. You know, eventually it caught up to me a couple of times because I just wasn't paying attention. But for the most part, they they still um, lost interest pretty quickly. And uh, and then all of a sudden I'm roaming around again. Um, I don't know. It was, it was very similar to the first time, um, just a little bit different. I don't know. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Uh, I concur 100%. You know, uh, our initial impressions of this game is that it was a, a pretty solid title, uh, but it was 
too easy, uh, to be quite honest. And uh, I, I did exactly what you did this time. I, uh, uh, well, almost exactly. Uh, I did crank the difficulty all the way up to the hardest level. Uh, this time, though, instead of going in gung-ho, uh, I did try to play it as a stealth game. Not because the game forced me to do it, but because I know that that's how the game's meant to be played, and I wanted to give it every chance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I wanted to be blown away by it. Um, and uh, basically, the only difference gameplay-wise, as far as difficulty goes, is... Uh, Instead of using the lethal ammunition, I used the tranquilizer darts, and uh, the gameplay was largely the same. Uh, I will say that the um, that the NPCs aren't quite as stupid as they were before. Like before, they were running in, into each other and knocking themselves out. Uh, they don't do stuff like that anymore. And uh, when when they go on alert. It seems like it takes it a little bit longer for them to uh, call it off now than it used to. But really, none of that cramped my style. And, uh, and my gameplay experience was uh, largely the same as it was the first time. Okay. Did you start from the beginning? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, started all over, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it does a lot of good things right. Um, you know, one of the things, this is actually one of the games that I would say also suffered a little bit um because of the hype you know just in the sense that um like one of the biggest things that i see in vr is and i get it um people will attach a game to it they'll say this is just like this you know and um and when it's not just like that because people legitimately believe this is that that's what this game is and then it comes out and they're like this isn't that dude and um it can get things in people's minds kind of like death lap people had that what was it the metal gear or what is that what one big thing twisted that metal. twisted metal everybody thought it was going to be twisted metal so when it came out everybody thought it wasn't good even though it no <laughs> it's not twisted metal it's death lap it's it's different it's right. good in its own right um so i don't know i, I kind of feel like this game kind of suffered in that way as well yeah, because people were calling this like uh, Metal Gear, Gear Solid, right? Yeah, dude, and that's a fucking solid title, man. Like, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, I remember that when I was a kid. I remember riding my bike, like, miles when I was 13 to buy a Metal Gear, you know? Because um, it was so good. And this is definitely not Metal Gear, but it, it's a good it's a good uh, step to it, you know? And until we get those uh, AAA people that know what Metal Gear is, um, we're not going to get Metal Gear, right? So... Right. And let me be clear. Uh, I felt like, you know, our initial impressions on this game may have came off a little bit negative. And I don't want to make that same mistake again here today. This is a fun game. I enjoy my time in it. Uh, I absolutely will play it again. Uh, I just thought it was too easy. You know, as far as the, um, uh, the production values, uh, I was kind of impressed by it honestly i feel like it would, may have even been a little bit more polished looking now than it was before did did you uh experience the same thing oh yeah it definitely looks beautiful it's a beautiful game um and it's definitely well made and like you said the last thing we want to do is make it give it a a negative um vibe towards it uh it's definitely worth playing um i don't even know what the cost is of it but uh it's thirty dollars. Thirty dollars, yeah. So I would say maybe twenty bucks would be more something I would be more comfortable paying for it. 
Um, but it's by no means not a $30 game. I, I really like that thing with the uh, the healing tool. It would just kind of make, I'm kind of torn, Wes, because I don't like the healing tool. I don't like the way I, you stop and you're trying to heal these little glob blobs or whatever. But I love the fact that I can throw it and find out where to go. I think every game um, should have something like that because sometimes it's not as evident where I'm supposed to be going. And I just don't want to waste my time wandering in circles for no reason. So. All right, all right. Well, I, I've refrained from using that. As you know, I'm I'm kind of the type that uh, I really begrudge using hints. So unless I'm just totally stumped, I won't do it. Um, di- something else I noticed different uh, about this game, or maybe it's just all in my head, but it seemed like the uh, the placement of the holsters was better this time around than it was the first time. Like the first time I felt like I was bumping in uh to the my holsters a lot and picking the wrong thing when i was trying to grab stuff uh it worked perfectly this time and the way that they have you set it up and you can expand it and literally place them exactly where you want them uh and you may have to try it two or three times to get it just right but after i did i felt like the holsters were were really good yes i don't know if that's as much anything they changed is more you know the same thing. My first time, this time, they sucked ass I, because I put them in a weird place. And then I, I I, literally went back out and redid it again because I was like, I can't do this. I couldn't find my gun. Um, and then I was more, you know, aware of where I put it. And then once I did that, then it was absolutely a little bit more if they maybe they put it further out than it was in or something. But um, it's good and bad. It's good and really good and bad that you can adjust that because if you don't adjust it right you can really put it in a fucked up place and think it's the game's fault when you did it you know so right and i don't know if you can even adjust it anymore after you get out of the first level right i couldn't i literally what was bad is i didn't even get out of the first level i couldn't get past the gun place whatever was going on i couldn't reload my gun um through the tutorial part and i so i had to back back out and redo the entire thing to to get it to be um in the right place so uh yeah, but I mean, after I did it, I it was one of those things that when I did it, I realized I fucked up. It was me. Um, so. Uh, no, but anyway, um, solid uh, title. You know, uh, I, I do see improvement over the first time we played it. Uh, a, a fun game then and a fun game now. Still would like a little more difficulty, and maybe that's something that comes with time. You know, obviously... I haven't played all the way through it, so it very well could get more difficult quickly uh, the next time I get back into it. But uh, I like the structure of the game. I really love the environments uh, and the production value of it. Even if it is a little bit samey as you go through it, you know, everything's kind of redundant as you go through it. It's, you know, the gameplay doesn't change much. The environments don't change a whole lot. Uh, It's got a pretty solid story to it, and even though the... The gameplay isn't changing. It's it's relatively fun. Yeah, you get to climb shit. That's always cool, right? Yeah, it's so. cool because you you know, especially if you're trying to take it as a stealth game, uh, it's always good to have options, and they give you a lot of options for the path that you're going to take. So it's a linear game in a sense, but you you don't you know, there's always the high road, the low road, and the middle road. You know, all leading to the same place, of course, but um, Seemed like maybe there were a few more enemies uh, this time too. Did you experience that? 
Yeah, I think so, actually. It did seem like there was a lot more. Um, you know, and I think if you did try to be stealthy with everything, because I did try to stealth for the little bit in the beginning just to use that gun, um, I think it would almost be easier, right? Because, you know, when, you, when you're when you just running around killing people, you're you, now you are alerting everybody that they're there, um, you know, so... Yeah, you know, one of the cool things about this game, too, is that you could probably take advantage of, you know, I didn't really have to even shoot them with the trank dart. If you pull guns on these people, uh, they're kind of like um, guns for hire. You know what I mean? It's not like they're gung-ho freedom fighters, these bad guys you're dealing with. They're like some uh, security force that got paid to be there. And if you just, if you if you get close and listen to them talking to one another, uh, they're talking about how they don't want to be here and stuff like that. Like they're working a job. So when when you interact with these people, you can literally just show them your gun and they'll cooperate. So I, I, maybe next time I go and I won't even try to knock them out. I'll just try to like put them in a corner or something and uh, maybe hit them with the gun. Because you, you don't even have to shoot them to knock them out. You can hit them and, and they'll go to sleep as well. Did you try to do the vocal? Or maybe I don't have mine set up to do it but I, I got up behind the guy and i told him to freeze and i told him to freeze sucker and then i said a couple of other things i won't repeat and he still didn't freeze so i ended up killing him uh so i'm assuming i did don't have it set up for um for that to work yeah i think it's a, there's a menu option for it uh the first time i tried it you know when we played it before i tried to use it and it didn't work at all uh, this time it did work and it worked well and hmm. uh, I was actually kind of impressed with that I feel like this is something that VR games should should do more of because it's VR and the name of the game with VR is immersion right mm -hmm. and uh, you know I feel like voice command if properly implemented into a game is a, a really easy way to increase that immersion level and uh, aspire one's probably the best example that I've seen of it uh, in VR thus far. Yeah, I agree. For sure. Anyway, um, that was the first game that we revisited. We also revisited another shooter game from around that same period that largely uh, had to deal with the same problem of being in the shadow of another game. Uh, I'm talking about Boiling Steel. And at the time that Boiling Steel was released, everybody was hot and heavy into playing Stormland. So uh, when we tried this one the first time, although we recognized it was a fairly solid title, uh, it just wasn't living up to the standard that, uh, that those Gen 2 games had set. But now that we've had time to, to, to kind of get used to uh, the newer games and things have settled a little bit, I felt like it was a really good time to revisit this one. Yeah. And, you know, I got a lot further in this one than I did the first time. And um, I realized it's actually a really solid title. Like, I, I was telling you, I felt like I was in a tutorial forever. Like, I got out of the tutorial, and then it started again. And I was like, what is going on? Because there's so much to teach you. And then finally, I was out of it, and I was actually doing stuff. And there's a lot more to it. Just the different weapons, the story, the... Um, the guy that does the narrating, and that's one of the things I met, didn't mention about um, this one versus uh, Aspire One. This this one uh, was this is the one that has the the robot reading it, right? Uh, like yeah, the dialogue. At, at a point, 
Yeah, it's just so bad. It's like um, it's like a female robotic voice reading the dialogue, and it's like um, text to talk. You know, I just it's very very off putting um for me. But uh, um, but I was gonna say on the other one, it was that was one thing that Aspire One seemed to have a little bit more of. I don't know if you have experienced the same thing or not. Well, it kind of fit. Uh, in this game, I felt because the the character that that's got the female robotic voice is actually an AI. It isn't a, a real person, so you would expect it to kind of have that that syntax. Yeah, but it didn't. It's hard to. It's not that it was a robotic voice. It's the fact that like the way that things were said. You know, like when you you type in something for text to talk, and how certain words run in together. The 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 way that it it's said is is not right. It doesn't sound right. You know, like you could have a robotic AI voice, but it's like they just threw it in a text to talk to me is what it sounds like. They just they just threw it in there and let the robot do it. And um, I just think it needs it. Well, it's out of early access, probably not happening. But um, I found it found it off putting. So uh, I did not have this experience, but uh, not to say that it isn't like that i really didn't pay much mind to it um one of the things to what you were saying though uh, about the tutorial and uh you know you have a pretty lengthy tutorial and you think it's over and then you have another pretty lengthy tutorial um that actually was one of my favorite parts of the game was the way the story impacted the tutorial and i don't want to spoil it here uh but there's a reason behind having the two very long tutorials uh there there is a reason uh within the story and there's also a reason within the game because uh i mean as far as these you know ndvr shooters go it's a fairly complex concept for a game isn't it yeah yeah it's got a lot more it's got a lot more story it, you're not just i you know at first i thought it was more of kind of like a wave shooter but clearly it's not you're you're going to places um and uh you've got these, these different weapons um, popping up and I guess they're adapting the the tools, um, these construction tools. And uh, some are better, like that one that he's shooting that's got the laser or whatever, it's more better for um, for up close, you know, melee. And then you've got the, what is it, a nail gun or something that shoots the things. And those guys are all over the place, man. It's not easy to kill them. They're bouncing back and forth. And um, like I told you, when I got to a point where it started getting hard and I actually died. And uh, that was when I noped out because I'd been in there for a couple hours. Um, but uh, I was like, wow, this is actually difficult. And it was, it's, it was getting harder, which is good. You know, that's what you want. Yeah, I found it to be very challenging. And uh, I don't remember it being that hard the first time I played it. But this time, it seemed like it was quite difficult and I enjoyed it. It wasn't uh, frustrating to the point of making me want to quit just to the opposite it made me want to keep going and try again and try again and try again uh yeah it, it's interesting this game it, it's the gameplay uh, from a fighting perspective is kind of arcade style like you said it kind of feels like a wave shooter a little bit uh but the way that they package it uh it's kind of like a wave shooter within an adventure game and um the the stories are kind of like mission based, kind of like um, like Gunheart or something where you choose missions. Uh, but the you know the the story's so well done it all kind of it kind of wraps everything together. And um, whereas the 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 original early access version 
was kind of linear in the way that the missions were laid out. Uh, I found that in this version of it, the release version, that's not the case because you can play a mission now and, uh, and fail at it. Go back to the hub where you choose your mission and there'll be a new side mission that's unlocked just because you failed. And perhaps that side mission, the reward for completing it is a new weapon that you can use to beat the, the mission that you just failed at. Um, I found that to be uh, awesome, to be quite honest. that It felt like, uh, you know, um, even though the, all of the missions and gameplay were fairly similar, uh, it felt like I had a little more choice. Like if I, if I played something two or three times in a row and was kind of uh, needed to do something else, I had the option, right? Yeah, yeah. And you get, like you said, you get a lot of different options of ways you can build up your, your guy. And um, it was one of the things that I liked about the weapons too is you can only use them for a short amount of time. They Like they break. Um, and like the guy says in the beginning, he's like, uh, you know, don't worry about, you know, we've got tons of these weapons. You spawn them in. And so use as many as you want, you know, we'll never run out. And then he makes some kind of a snide remark that, uh, he doesn't expect you to live that long anyway, or something like that. But yeah. it was pretty funny. The story, just everything about it. Um, I, I thought was pretty good. And, uh, um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the, the progression, you know, like you were mentioning that there's a lot of different aspects of the game that you can, um, that you can tinker with, you know, you, you have your weapon progression, you have your character progression, you have the missions that you're unlocking. Um, generally, when we see these games that have this kind of system built in uh, for advancement of the character and the weapons, uh, often it's so complex that I find it off-putting. Like, I don't want to spend 30 minutes in the menu tinkering with my character. I want to play the game. Uh, I, I really like... Uh, the balance that they struck here with this one where you have those aspects of progression with your character and your weapons, but it's, it's something you can deal with really quick from the main hub and, uh, and you're off to the next mission. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you think about the progression system? No, it's good. It's, um, it's very streamlined. And then, like you said, it, it just gives you a lot of reasons to go back in when you have a progression set up that way to where you're unlocking one thing and, you may be on, you know, like you said, failing on one, you unlock a weapon that maybe helps you on a different one to come back to that one. Um, so I thought the progression was really good and, uh, the environments were beautiful. I mean, how beautiful was it when you were in the, like you run over to one of the windows and you I don't know, man, everything about this game was just amazing. I just, uh, liked it a lot more than I thought I did. Um, the first time, and that could be the polish they added to it. Um, it could be that the fact, like you said, we were so in awe over storm uh stormland that this one kind of fell to the wayside um a bit so yeah yeah i agree i i enjoyed this the first time i enjoyed it a lot more this time than i did the first time um and, and to be honest between the two aspire one and boiling steel i felt like aspire one was a lot more polished from a production standpoint this boiling steel seemed a little more indie when you're in there but with that said, I, I kind of was a lot more addicted to the gameplay in this one. Uh, it was certainly a lot more challenging, and, uh, and the areas were a lot more diverse as well. So even though Aspire 1 seems a little closer to your idea of a AAA VR game, uh, I feel like Boiling Steel is probably going to be the one that I play uh, 
more often. Yeah, Does me too. No, it makes a lot of sense, especially with as good as the story was in this. I feel like the story is being told a lot better. It's more engaging. It makes you, like I said, it's funny at times. Um, and uh, it just makes you want to know what's going on next. Whereas Aspire 1, I still don't really know what the hell is going on. I know I'm just supposed to be stealthily getting past guards. I'm sure there's more of a story. Um, and I probably, 99% of it is my fault for not paying attention because I have a tendency to tune it out unless they're hitting me on the head with it. But uh, just seemed like this one was more, like you said, the other one seems more polished, but this one in a way, in a different way is more polished as far as the whole package is story wise and, and so forth. I did find it a lot more enjoyable and how amazing is it that this is like we said yesterday, our last episode, yet another game that you can play for 1299 a month on the infinity. And that's the expensive side of it. If you're not using a coupon, um, you know, this is just one out of 761 games. Last I looked that you can play on the infinity and, uh, just for anybody coming into VR, man, it's a no-brainer to me. At least check it out once. Go in and find out, check, try games, and then buy them somewhere else and find out if you like them. That's what I would I would suggest. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, an awesome choice. And if you have Infinity, by all means, if you like shooter games, you should try this one out. Um, to what you were saying with the, with the story, uh, it wasn't just you this time not paying attention the the aspire one story to be honest is kind of generic you know uh there's a story there but it isn't necessarily a story we haven't heard before whereas with boiling steel i feel like the story was very well thought out uh i kind of really would like to talk about it but i don't want to spoil it because mm -hmm. uh you know what i'm talking about it's it's cool how even from the start and even through the tutorials uh where the story goes and um yeah it, it's uh again this game ten dollars less than the aspire one uh and i feel like there's a lot more game here not only is there a lot more you know it feels like this is going to be a longer campaign but uh it's a lot more challenging and a lot more uh diverse in many ways than aspire one is yeah yeah, it's definitely a, definitely a, a good game. And um, what I was going to say, I just think that this game was was really cool, um, at least what I've played of it so far. And I like you said, I'm looking forward to going back into it and uh, and playing some more. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, two games um, uh, that we liked initially. Uh, I, I would say that I probably like both of them better now than in the original form. But uh, if I had to pick a winner for the week, it's definitely Boiling Steel. This game, uh, it hooked me, and uh, I didn't want to stop playing it. How cool is that tablet? That's what I was going to say. You know, because, you know, you brought, kind of figured out a little bit, and then they bring this tablet. It's like, does everything. You're opening doors with it. You're hacking shit. Like, it's really cool the way they implemented that as well. So. Yeah, I mean, it's cool because they, I mean, that's your menu. Like, you can adjust your settings and everything from that thing. But it's also a tool that you use within the context and story of the game. Like the, the AI is telling you to use your, your menu. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, as you're playing through the story. So, uh, yeah, really cool. The fact that you can uh, hack into these laptops and data sources and pick up story bits as you go. And then, 
you know, right around the corner, you may be hacking into the lighting system or, or doing something else technical within the uh, level that you're trying to uh, make your way through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree totally. I thought that that was a very cool touch and a great example of, of what this game really does. It does a lot of the same things in a different way. Mm. Like, um, most of the stuff you're going to see in Boiling Steel, you've seen before in other games, but you've never really seen it done this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of stuff to unlock, a lot of places to go, all those doors you have to get power to, and, um, you know, that I barely feel like I've scratched the surface. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. It feels like I'm just getting started on that one, and you know, like you, I put a couple of hours into it, you know? Yeah. That's good. Anyway, I had fun with it. Uh, highly recommend, especially for those of you who are on uh, Viport Infinity. Uh, no brainer. Give yep. it a look. All right, Roots, that's going to bring us to our topic. And what else would we talk about in the month of March by Half Life Alex? I mean, we're just two weeks away, and uh, the excitement within the community is reaching a fever pitch and i don't think i've ever seen anything quite like this uh since i started following it roots have you no no and everybody's have a fevering pitch over the getting their index and uh wanting to to get into vr and try this game i, I know myself um you know i was like i unlike main fan and a lot like alex i had no um patience to watch to not watch the footage you know and the more that I watch it, the more I want to play it. And we're two weeks away, and uh, I want it today. Um, but we got a little bit of a uh, little bit of time to to wait. Yeah, and uh, it feels like people were just foaming at the mouth for it. I mean, it's one thing to uh, pour over trailers and zapruder them to death and parse them out and and try to find every little detail. Uh, like people have done for Half-Life Alex, And, you know, obviously Valve in itself has its own fan base. And, and uh, that explains a lot of this behavior where people are, are really zooming into pieces and trying to extract every little bit of information that they can out of these trailers. Um, that's one thing, Roots. Uh, but when we're talking about Steam home environments... Uh, and there being YouTube content based just on exploring these steam home environments and people parsing that out and looking for the little details in that, uh, again, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this. No, I've seen so many videos, um, of things in there. Like you were even joking about one that we, you were saying that you could see something about, uh, one, what was it? Uh, top 10 reasons <laughs> we love half-life tra trailers you know in eight minutes or less you know like we're just expecting to see everything broke down on you know like why eating mcdonald's is better when you're playing half-life alex versus wendy's like at some point there's going to be a breakdown um because people are psyched man they're 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 making videos about the videos you know and uh i like you said i've never seen anything um quite like this outside of flat game um gaming you know nothing in the vr world well well here's the thing with it people 
I mean, respected people, level-headed people within our communities are uh, looking at this thing as if uh, it's easily not only going to be the best VR game we've ever seen, but they're looking at it as if it's already done and they absolutely know that this is going to revolutionize video games in general. Like the larger video game world uh, is going to never be the same after Half-Life Alex uh, is released. It's a level of hype, uh, again, that we've never seen before with for a VR game. Uh, and it makes me wonder, legitimately, is there any way that this game could possibly live up to the hype and expectations that we're putting on it? Well, we're definitely setting it up very high and um, like to the highest level I've ever seen. So it definitely... I mean, could it, could it be what we... I mean, what people think it is i mean people are looking at this thing as if it's the second coming you know well you know i did hear earlier today that if half-life alex does well on release it could cure the coronavirus so i that's just a rumor <laughs> but no yeah everybody's talking about it like it's the next next best thing to slice bread and um and i'm not like i said on the uh the last show i am 99 percent positive in my mind that it's going to be phenomenal and, and do very well but there's that small point one point zero one percent or point one percent um that uh that thinks that you know this we haven't seen this or we've seen this before in vr um with a couple of other titles and granted it's not half-life alex level um because nothing's nothing's on the level of half-life um so far that we've seen in vr but you know we have seen similar things you know well well here's the thing uh I honestly do believe this is going to be uh, the best game we've seen thus far in VR. I think that it's, it's going to show us a level of production values and a level of quality that we haven't seen yet. Now, is it going to be this revolutionary thing that's going to take the gaming world by storm? Is it uh, a game that we're never going to ever see topped in VR? I'm not so sure. It could be. Uh, but what I think we're doing here is we're, we're, we're exercising a short memory and we're forgetting that the one thing that has plagued uh, the VR community from day one, most of the problems that we've had with games or hardware have been related to uh, too much hype and, and false expectations. And I think that maybe it could be a prudent move here just a couple weeks out from the release of this game for us all to just pump the brakes a little bit because we've went into uh, games with expectations before. Games that turned out to be very good, but when they didn't live up to the expectations of the community, uh, were, they were cast aside as if they had no value. And uh, obviously that's not going to happen here with this. But I feel like with such high expectations, uh, it's almost impossible for them to, to live up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're not um, like a huge Valve slash Half-Life fan, you know, like I know myself, I never even heard of Half-Life for the most part or played. I heard or had heard of it, but never really even paid attention to it until all of this happened. And so for someone like me, I might be blown away less than someone say like Gerillo that just has grown up with Half-Life and Valve and 
and this is their shit. You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of, I equate it with, uh, Pokemon people flip their shit over it. I could care less just honestly, cause it's not my gen, my generation's thing. And most of us don't really care about Pokemon that are my age. Um, whereas, uh, you know, it, I would imagine that the younger generation probably don't care as much about half-life Alex as our generation does because we, again, grew up with it. Um, I didn't, but, uh, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out because I think. A lot of times those expectations or more often than not, like you said, um, can make a game come out DOA. And I don't think this is going to be that case, but, um, you know, we've seen it before. Uh, yeah. Do you remember uh, before launch, the first time that you saw the trailer for the upcoming Seeking Dawn and the, they played these trailers and they, they listed this laundry list of things that they were going to put in their game. Uh, you know, uh, they basically spelled this game out in the promotional material as being everything we ever wanted in a VR game. Like, if it, it, it was a very, uh, uh, I hate to say, HTC-like approach from VR, VR Multiverse, but the, they kind of were like, yeah, we, we've got that too. We've got this. That the other thing, everything you ever wanted, a, a you know, a, you know, a fifteen-hour campaign with, uh, you know, a, sh a shooter game with all sorts of different weapons, with all of these role-playing game features, and uh, they promised so much, and then they showed us these beautiful visuals. Everyone's expectation level went through the roof for this game, and we were all sure that this was going to be the best VR game that we had ever played when it came out. I don't know if people remember that or not, but I certainly do. Uh, what say you? I do remember it. Most people probably don't because their memories are short. Uh, but like you said, man, this is one of the best games. Once they got the optimization down and they tweaked some of the stuff, this game is amazing. Um, just everything about it, the the crafting, the 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 fighting. They got rid of a lot of the penalties for um for the survival. It was too much in the beginning, and they really fixed it. This has got um, phenomenal gameplay. It's one of the few games you can play um, with two other people, and uh, it's it's just really good. But it's usually goes on sale for like six bucks now, um, because it it just in the beginning it got such a bad um taste in people's mouth that there's still people out there that don't know how good this game is yeah it released in the early access with some jank uh, which is to be expected from an indie game in early access uh but there was some uh, early jank um but i bought into this game early I, I had beta access to it before it released and it wasn't a broken mess it was it didn't deserve the criticism that it got when it was even released uh, it was one of the first $40 VR games that, that we had seen. And, uh, you know, that, that's a uh, completely uh, other way to look at it, too, is a lot of times people equate price to value. And when they see a game cost $40, $50, now with Half-Life even $60, they, they just automatically think that they're going to get that level of value. And, it, and they get hyped up about it. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. People got hyped up with Seeking Dawn. And when it wasn't what they thought it was going to be at launch, it immediately developed this reputation for being janky, you know, garbage. And here we are, you know, a year or two later now, uh, Seeking Dawn, a phenomenal game, one, one of the best 
VR games that we have, uh, but they can they can't hardly give it away now, and it's all because uh, people didn't manage their hype and expectation levels in the up uh, uh, in the days leading up to the release of the game. Yeah, yeah, and of course promises made in the beginning that they they couldn't live up to at first. Um, you know, and we don't have to worry about that with with Valve, or I don't think we do. But uh, um, it's just like you said; it's just another reason why maybe having a little bit of tempered uh, expectations might not be a bad idea, and then just go in and just be surprised, happy. Yeah, you know, I kind of get it with Valve. Uh, I know what people are saying. Yeah, this is a, a different situation. This is uh, this is Valve, not VR Multiverse. And, uh, you know, I get it. And I'm not saying that this isn't going to be the best game we've ever seen. Obviously, it's going to be the best VR game, most likely, that we've played. The the level of detail that Valve puts into their games, you know, it amazes me. You know, we were talking recently about how my wife was all bummed out because she broke her arm. And uh, she's not going to be able to play Half-Life Alex when it comes out, uh, you know, it's very likely that she's still going to be immobilized at that point and not be able to use her left hand. And I read just a few days ago that valve, uh, have implemented a one handed mode for people who can't play with two hands. Mm. And that's just a prime example of the kind of developers that we're dealing with here. And, uh, it makes it easy to see why people are getting so hyped. Yeah. Yeah. Because who, I mean, let's be honest. Not everybody has two hands, two hands, two arms. It's nice to uh, think of them as well. So. Yeah. Uh, basically, my um, my whole thought here is is that it's better to go in with lowered expectations and then be surprised if it s- surpasses those than to go in thinking that this is going to revolutionize the the whole world and then. Uh, maybe not appreciate uh, the best game ever as much as it deserves. You know what I'm what I'm saying. Uh, take for another example, um, Evasion. Evasion was a game that was highly anticipated when it was advertised for PlayStation VR. And looking at this trailer, it's easy to see why. These environments look like Farpoint, and uh, the game. If you're just going by the trailer, it looks a lot like Farpoint, and it was uh, up for pre-order for the same price as Farpoint. It went up for pre-order for $40. People equated price to value and got super hyped about this game, and um, it came out, and it was nothing like Farpoint, and instead of, you know processing that and, and and taking the game and judging it for what it is people shit all over this game and uh it, it's still to this day uh trying to climb out from under the uh those negative reviews from the early days and uh you know this is a great game right yeah what's funny is i when i got to this game it was on pc i didn't know anything about any of that i just bought it i thought wow this looks cool didn't expect it to be like farpoint i really enjoyed it um it was hard and and for what the game is which i it's a bullet hell type of a a shooter where you're you're going from you know area to area um 
it was really done very well. I enjoyed it. Is it a $40 game? I'd say probably not. Maybe $29.99. But, um, you know, I, I'm always ready to knock it down, you know, <laughs> someone else's work and just tell you it's not worth as much. Uh, but no, nah, it's a very good game. But like you said, because everybody had those expectations that, oh my God, it's $40. It's like Farpoint. It's going to be amazing. And uh, um, it came out and people did what they do when it's not everything that they expect they shit all over it and uh and like you said it's it's having a hard time coming back for as good of a game as it is yeah well it's it's done a lot and it's come a long way people are finally starting to give it some credit you know just a year ago uh people gave this game no credit at all but uh you know we've made a pretty solid effort at trying to uh point out examples of games like this that uh, people may be overlooking and it seems to have taken some effect um especially now we've had so many new people come into vr since those days uh and those people obviously weren't tainted with those early impressions of, of a game like this um so yeah it, it got a very uh a well much needed price cut down to 20 bucks and uh and people have given it a shot, and it's a great game. Uh, another example, uh, again, from the PlayStation VR world, was the Impatient. Uh, you know, Impatient come from us, came to us from Supermassive Games. It just so happens that Supermassive Games are the people that brought us Russia Blood. So when we heard that we were getting a new VR game, from the uh, creators of Russia Blood, people immediately wanted Russia Blood or an Until Dawn game. Well, the Impatient isn't either of those. It's its own thing, and it's largely um, an interactive story. And uh, it's a very detailed, very enjoyable experience. But again, it came out, it was a little overpriced, and it wasn't what people expected. And to this day, People will fight with me and tell me that this game is crap when I played all the way through it and I enjoyed it. So uh, I guarantee you, Roots, that it'll be in the uh, in the uh, at least one comment in our comments on this video telling us how shitty of a game the Impatient is, and uh, it's just not. No, it's funny. I was just about to tell you this game's shit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it's funny because um, I'm just looking at the. Uh, the trailer and i'm thinking wow this is really intriguing you know like just the fact that you can change your story um and you like you said it's more of an interactive story and i don't know if that was sold when it was first coming out and people knew that that was more of an interactive story well and it's just i think the devs you know and this is a perfect example they need to be a little bit more upfront with what a game is because this doesn't really explain too much of it it leaves a lot open and if you're going by previous work it can um it can totally shape what people are thinking, um, which sucks because from what you've said, I've never tried this game, but from what you've said, uh, this game is, is really good. And uh, so, yeah. I mean, it's not the best game ever, but it's enjoyable. I played through it twice because you're, you're, uh, this was one of those, the first, maybe even the first branching narrative game we had in VR. And uh, even to this day, there aren't very many games that have done the branching narrative thing quite as well as this game does. Your decisions absolutely affect the story. There are multiple paths. There are multiple endings in this one. Mm. And uh, it's creepy as hell, which you know is right down my alley. Yeah, sounds good. Makes me want to try it. 
Oh. I haven't tried it. I've heard enough about it that I probably should. And then uh, that brings us to probably the most, uh, I don't know, the most significant example of what hype, excessive hype can do to a game's reputation. Uh, Marvel Powers United VR. Uh, I can see people's faces turning red right now, Roots, just looking at this game. But, uh, you know, I'm going to make, they don't want to hear it, but I'm going to say it anyway. This is not a bad game. Uh, this is one of the most polished and uh, some of the best production values that we have ever seen in VR. And uh, it's um, got the best cast of superheroes that by far, by orders of magnitude that we've seen in any other VR game. Uh, Roots, can you think of a better example of hype getting out of hand the Marvel Powers United VR. No, because they, they have one, they push the hell out of it. Um, and two, it's superheroes. Everybody loves, you know, if you don't like Wolverine or you don't like Spider-Man or you don't like Captain America, you're going to like, you know, one of them. So one of them in there, the Hulk, whatever. And uh, so everybody grew up with superheroes, especially the age that VR is more geared to just because of, you know, the way it is right now. And uh, so it was a very hugely anticipated game. And it just, the commercial looks so badass. They didn't show anything about it being like a wave shooter um, or any of it. It just, you didn't know what you were getting. And it, it production value wise, it's amazing. And it looks amazing from the trailer. And so everybody was super hyped for this game. The price was also up high, just like everything else. And so we thought at that time, that was like one of the most expensive games that came out. And so we thought, this is it, man. This is this is the game that's going to bring people into VR, right? Right. And uh, again, like these other games we've uh, been talking about, uh, the game just, for, for all that it did well, it just wasn't the game that we wanted it to be. And because of that, uh, it really turned a lot of people off. Um, you know, really, if there's an issue with this game, it's the, the concept of the gameplay. But that doesn't take away from the fact that it is a highly polished, beautiful experience that's fun to play, especially with a friend. And uh, you can get in this game with your friends and have an absolute blast. Uh, but you'll never hear it uh, mentioned as being one of the better co-op games. Uh, just because of the sour taste that's still lingering in people's mouth because they weren't able to manage their own hype in the lead up. It doesn't help that a lot of people have never tried it. You know, like I only have tried it because it went on sale. As far as I've seen one, one time it went on sale as a daily deal and it was 20 bucks and I picked it up and I have not seen it on sale since. So it's still $40. And when you have a game that, the community universally says is shit. Why would you try to see if it's not shit? You know what I mean? Like no one's going to try it for 40 bucks. You knock it down to 20 bucks all day long. I guarantee you, you start to see people going in there. You know, that's I just, it's too expensive. Yeah. And, and that brings us back to this concept of uh, hype being built around the idea that price equals value. Uh, and, and then we get, that brings us back to Half-Life Alex at a $60 game. Not only 
does it have that half-life name on it that valve name on it it also has a $60 price tag on it and you add all this together and it has created a hype storm the uh, magnitude of which we have never seen before in VR so you know in conclusion here I want to just be clear I believe that this is going to be the best game that we've ever seen in VR I think that it is going to have a profound impact on the larger gaming world outside of VR. Uh, but with that being said, uh, I don't think that when I go to my grave, I'm going to look back at this as being the best game I ever played. Uh, so I think that it would do us all, it would serve us all well to just take a deep breath, take a step back. The game's going to be here in two weeks. Let's play it love it and appreciate it for what it is because if we uh, keep building it at the pace that we have been uh, a few of us might be disappointed in the end yeah there's going to be people disappointed in the end there's people that said the walking dead they're like man this game i don't know why people are raving about it and i'm like i wanted to reach through the screen and slap <laughs> somebody i agree with you this game is absolutely it's going to be amazing i know it's going to be amazing it's going to um, be the best game I've ever played. The, the question is, will it change VR? Will it revolutionary change everything? Like um, even we've said, I don't know. Like it might come out and, and people love it. And then it just kind of fades to where we were at before. It's going to bring a lot of people in. But my question is, will the people coming into VR be blown away by it as much as we no, we'll be blown away by it. I think they will, but there is a case to be made that maybe they won't. You know, um, it'll be interesting, and it'll be interesting to see where where we're at three weeks from now. Um, you know, will it have the same hype as it did? Because Walking Dead and Asgard's Wrath pretty much stayed hyped up for a month, you know, in the VR world. We were still talking about it. Stormland, not so much, but... Um, those two games you know they just people talked about it for a long time after it came out so that'll be the the telltale sign right there as well yeah boneworks as well boneworks yeah boneworks yeah people still talking about it so the good games people rave and like i said i i i'm 99 sure that we're gonna be saying yeah this did re revolutionize everything but um we're just saying that there is the case to be made that um maybe it 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 actually could hinder it a little bit if it didn't come out as good as it as everybody thinks. So. Yeah, 100% agree. So what do you think? Be sure to let us know in the comments down below. Is it overhyped? Are people getting carried away with it? Or are people underestimating it? Are us Half-Life noobs just naive to the how great uh, the G-Man is? I think that's what it is, Wes. Uh, we don't know what the fuck we're talking. We really, honestly, that could be the problem. <laughs> be like oh my god what i did my whole life my whole life i've been wasting i could have been playing half-life and uh so. yeah. well we don't have to wait long uh to find out two more weeks and it's going to be here roots and uh i cannot wait let me ask you this did, have you gone into any of the environments or you know because i made a comment on the discord that i just don't give a fuck about it <laughs> and people were like whoa I, um i started to and then i was like you know if I'm going to go into VR, I'm just I'm going to go play a game, dude. The, the Half-Life will be here in two weeks. I don't need to hype myself up more. Uh, again, I'm, I'm taking a deep breath. I'm taking a step back. 
Uh, we'll see when it gets here what it's going to be. Yeah, I don't want to ruin the environment. And people have said it's not quite as good. And uh, I just want to play the game. I don't want to go look at the game in an environment. That seems weird to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's uh, it's an environment. People get a grip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, be sure to let us know what you think in the comments down below. And if you like today's video, give it a thumbs up. And if you're new to the channel subscribe and click the notification bell to keep up with all of our content if you're not new to the channel grab a friend put a knife to their throat make them subscribe or uh hashtag make a friend or hashtag make a friend sub or i'll give you the coronavirus <laughs> anyway with that said friends we'd like to thank you once again for watching and for roots i'm wes we'll see you tomorrow friends Bye-bye. Take it easy.